Hello and welcome to Counter Up Pod. Podcast dedicated to all things Major League Rugby. Oh, jeez. Christ, never yawn before uh, you start talking. Um, hello, how are you? How are you getting on? Welcome to episode 9 of Counter Rock Pod, the podcast dedicated to all things Major League Rugby. Um, how are you? All keeping well. My name is Killian Gown, and uh, you're all very welcome to uh, what is a podcast going to be dedicated to San Diego Legion, the probably the most the quietest team ever in professional sports. Um, I've got a kind of nice little interview lined up with Matt Hawkins, which will be playing for you later on. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a couple of uh, exciting couple of days, hasn't it? I mean. We just had the um, we just had the, uh, the game last weekend between Seattle Saracens and Houston Sabercats, which was uh, by all accounts an absolute round in success. Um, you had to listen to the uh, commentary by uh, Grant Cole; he did it justice. But um, if you haven't seen the game um, or actually heard the commentary, rather, whatever you do. Go online and check uh, check out uh, Pago Pago Hokma Hani's hit um, on the uh, Seattle Saracens player. My God, does he flatten him and like just bounces off him? It's filth, absolutely pure filth. That's all of two hundred and thirty pounds of uh, pure Simone beef right there. So uh, yeah, I'm telling you now. There's going to be a regular segment on the show just with the Pago Pago hit. Um, I, I'm calling it now. That man's going to do damage this year in the MLR. And, you know, the result was actually surprising because it was a 57 win to Sabercats. And, um, yeah, I think everybody knows the amount of good work those guys have been doing, training, and just all of the, uh, the like the behind-the-scenes stuff that they've been kind of carrying on. But... I mean, that Seattle team were strong. I mean, they had um, they had three guys who were going to be with the Seattle Seawolves, um, who were actually two who were starting and one who was on the sub was on the bench. So, um, you know, that was a strong Seattle team that they put away. But just before people get too carried away with the results, you got to realize this is a preseason friendly. The teams that Sabercats will be facing will be a lot stronger. I mean, I did mention that the uh, Saracens had three guys who were on the Seawolves panel, but don't, because uh, I've been asked, you know, is this, does it look like it's going to be, it's going to be Sabercats championship to lose? Guys, it's way too early to call. I mean, how, we haven't even seen the first proper games. You know, let's let's talk after the first round of games um, just in April. So, uh, but no, look, kudos to uh, all those involved in Houston. It was a um, really, really good performance. Um, not just on the field, but I mean, if anybody saw it, like the photos, they had uh, they had like five thousand people in a constellation field. They had like cheerleaders throwing out T-shirts. You know, they had. Uh, it was under lights. Um, for a lot of people in Houston, that was their first time experiencing rugby. And you know what? Like five thousand people at a game is serious. I mean, you'd look at some of the top teams over in uh, UK and Ireland, and like 
you know, for the longest of time, for the longest of time, the likes of like London Wasps who used to play in the old, um, oh, Adams Park, that was like 10,000 people or, you know, Bat and the Wreck, that's only about 12, 13,000 people. I mean, these are huge established teams, so I mean, to get 5,000 for a preseason is, uh, it's marvellous, and I, I mean, everybody, we all know I'm a big fan of Houston Sabercats and um, what they're doing, so a huge congratulations to uh, all involved and especially to uh, to Justin and his team. By all accounts, I believe uh, Sam Windsor at out, out, out half and uh, Vici on the wing was uh, were immense. So uh, looking forward to seeing those guys later on. Some plans for this weekend. What are you guys up to? I know myself. I actually am doing my Level 200 coaching badge uh, down in Clayton in North Carolina. It's a full day event. So if I have anybody that listens to the pod that's from the area, would love to meet you and uh, um, just kind of catch up if you're, if of course, if you're in the area. So yeah, this is, as you guys know, I'm coaching the uh, the local team here in Lynchburg, Virginia, ever since I stopped playing because of concussion. So, you know, you have to have at least a level 200 uh, badge to be able to coach at any level here in America. So I have my level 100, so I'm doing my level 200 now. It's a it's a full day event and you have to you cover a wide um array of things like fitness fitness different kind of skills levels different types of uh scrum technique lino technique uh, f- uh structures patterns all that good stuff so uh, i'm really looking forward to doing that my own team blackwater we're actually um we're back training now we're not playing our first game until march but i have boys out um out running up and down the steps in in Lynchburg and uh, we're doing our first field session tomorrow so I'm looking forward to that but look guys as I said this is a podcast about San Diego Legion and they have been quiet they haven't been as active in the uh, the social media circles but um, when I was speaking to Matt he kind of explained to me that they are conscious of that they're not doing this on purpose they're not trying to you know piss off anybody they have to be conscious of that contracts need to be signed deals have to be put in place and like and certainly with the overseas players visas have to be sorted out i can tell you firsthand that getting a visa is not an easy process and people have to remember that they came to the party quite late i don't even know when say the likes of the raptors or nola or or austin elite had kind of announced participation rather in mlr but you know, San Diego were not, were not even talk, weren't even on uh, the radar of that scene, and so, you know, they're coming to the party late. But we are expecting all raft of announcements taking place now in the next uh, week or two, according to Matt. Anybody who doesn't know Matt, I mean, I guess if you're not from the US, uh, Matt Hawkins would be a name that you mightn't be too familiar with. But Matt's a Matt's a South African guy that came over to the states uh, around 16 years ago. And uh, he initially played. He was telling me with the uh, with the Old Mission Beach Ladder Club or or Ombak when they had. I didn't notice there was a super rugby super league that uh, US have between 1997 and uh, 2000, between 1997 and 2012 or so. And uh, it was kind of like it was a uh, it was kind of like this kind of new league that they kind of kicked off to kind of maybe with ambitions to be pro, but. Um, 
you know, actually, funny enough, one of the teams that was participating in it was uh, and won it was uh, Utah Warriors back in 2011. So they obviously kept a name. But God, look on the league and uh, look up the league. There's some great, uh, some great teams, like some great D1 teams that you guys would know of now that participated in that league back in the day. And Matt participated in that league back in back in the day. But of course, that league disbanded, as I said, in 2012. One team I want to mention because it's such a bloody good name is the Gentlemen of Aspen. Now, can you imagine you're playing and you're asked who you play for? He's like, I'm with the Gentlemen of Aspen. What a name. So, uh, yeah, so he was with them for a while. And then, of course, he uh, he made it onto the Seventh Circuit and uh, also captained the Sevens for a long time. This is the US Sevens, of course. And then he was actually also um, a coach of the uh, sevens team. He was also capped at a 15s level at a Churchill Cup uh, competition back in 2010, I think. Yeah, 2010. And, uh, you know, he's, his CV gets longer. He was also on the, uh, he was also a board member for the US uh, Rugby Union. Interestingly enough, uh, and more relevant, Matt was involved in actually getting when pro rugby was in San Diego with the San Diego Breakers. Matt was actually one of the um, the strong voices in getting that team into San Diego. So he's got a huge kind of part to play in how rugby has developed in Southern California. And his role there uh, was a general manager and assistant coach. Speaking speaking to him today, or uh, not today, rather yesterday, Matt was telling me that. He's going to take up a similar role with the uh, San Diego Legion. So Matt is going to be the, the general manager, like your Ryan Fitzgerald of Nola Gold. And he's going to also help with the rugby side of things. But he said to me, as you know, year two, year three comes along, he's going to kind of step away from the coaching and kind of become more of your, your general manager, your, your director of rugby type, type position. So um, he did say he's got some really exciting. I know one of the guys that have signed for the club can't unfortunately I can't say who it is but he is coming from a very strong rugby background and um uh yeah you're it's it's, it's exciting signing but uh, apart from the players he's also got some really good kind of international coaches that are going to be signed up as well so yeah what else uh oh well you know what i wanted to give uh, his good work a plug matt has set up the institute of rugby um in san diego and interestingly and you'll hear it again when i play the interview so when we came across other teams and what their aspirations were in terms of what their involvement was with other clubs and other um uh, schools and high schools uh, matt's actually already got something established in his own institute of rugby it's like a rugby clinic rugby course um organization for all ages all grades it basically covers as i said both players and coaches so matt's already got a a network of really talented youngsters that he's been involved in coaching himself um, and he said to me that that the institute of rugby is almost going to act as the the pseudo academy for san diego san diego legion so there you have it if there's one bit of information because he is fairly tight-lipped due to contractual reasons at the moment we know that the institute of rugby matt's own institute of rugby is going to be the uh, the pseudo academy for the san diego legion um, and one thing i want to plug for matt and his institute of rugby is that if you are looking to um i suppose foster your own coaching skills go down and register with his own um it's a usa credited 
uh, rugby course that he's doing on the 28th and 29th of June. It's going to be held in Carlsbad, um, California. So you can either do a one day or two day and tell him that I sent you. Um, so yeah, look, let, let's kick in with the interview with uh, Matt, an absolute gentleman of a guy. I do actually, sorry, the one thing I want to say is um, a lot of people are wondering why there's no affiliation with a D1 club. You know the way like Houston isn't really affiliated with a club in the Houston area, unlike the likes of you know Glendale and Nola. Um, Matt, as I said to you earlier, Matt has this like really really strong network. He's played for a couple of clubs in that Pacific D1 team. Uh, um, obviously, I'm back being one, but. Through his connections, he's really got uh, strong kind of ties to all D1 teams in that league. So he's obviously going to be pulling in players from all of those teams, which is kind of nice because, you know, you're not going to have a bias towards, say, the All Mission Club. So, yeah, I wanted to mention that because that's important. Um, but look, without further ado, here is Matt Hawkins. So, Matt, you are very welcome to Counter Up Pod. Matt Hawkins, ladies and gentlemen, you'd be very familiar with, who has been involved very actively in the San Diego rugby community, but I suppose more famously, he's been known as being an Eagle Sevens player, Eagle Sevens coach, was involved in the San Diego Breakers team, and um, it's safe to say, Matt, you're involved in the uh, San Diego Legion team, the, the, the quietest team in MLR. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? Good, thank you. And thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. And, and I think you are pretty accurate there. We we are hoping to be silent but deadly. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's uh, Everybody has their own uh, mantra about how to go about their own business. So uh, there's no criticism on the counter pod. It's always good to hear that, you know. And I think, it, you know, from our side of things, it's also nice to sort of... Uh, understand what people are looking for and you know i think as soon as we are ready and uh are you know in a position based on you know sort of our plan and strategy we'll we'll definitely you know get the info out and get people sort of engaged and uh passionate about what we're doing you know yeah it's interesting because there is very much a distinctive fields about how different teams are doing it i mean you look at the the saber cats model brand new team yep. they're not based themselves off an existing d1 team they're really yep. going gung-ho in terms of social media and fair play to them it's 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 working for them you saw the crowd attendance and maybe we can talk about that game a little bit uh, later on but you know every team has to ha- strike out their own identity yes no absolutely and i think you know it, that's the fantastic part about what's happening here you know you, you've ultimately got seven different startups and seven different teams trying to build out their franchise and their model the way that they see you know, it benefits ultimately their community, but also, you know, their plan for how they can be successful, you know, both economically, but, but also on the field with wins, you know. So I think it's a, it's a very interesting time. And I think everyone, you know, to a large extent is, is really trying to find, you know, how they fit within the landscape and also how their team fits within the landscape. And I think obviously based off of, uh, you know, all the first reports coming out of this past weekend with the Sabercats, I think they've done a, a terrific job, you know, and, and I think that's, you know, that's really exciting and it, it uh, puts a lot of the other teams on notice, you know, for, for the expectation from, from them, you know. You speak of landscape there, I guess the one question I really wanted to kind of ask you was, why was there ever going to be an association with a D1 team with San Diego? 
Well, I think from my settings, you know, I, I've got fairly strong ties and relationships with a lot of the teams here in San Diego. And I think, you know, for us, um, because of the strength and ultimately the diversity in teams here in Southern California, um, it was definitely uh, an approach that we took that we felt we, we wanted to try and be somewhat of a neutral party that sat above everyone and hopefully brought everyone together and created sort of a, a very inclusive environment and atmosphere. Um, because I think, unfortunately, some of the rugby communities are, are, are very sort of you know robust and built out you know and, and unfortunately to pick one team to build yourself off the back of I don't think that's really fair to the others and I think also with that it, it just provides something that's a little bit uh, more refreshed I would say but also um, you know g- gives everyone um, you know specifically in this rugby community to get in and get behind you know um, but we've definitely made an effort to to keep you know, our relationships up with everyone and, and make sure that, you know, we as well as the MLR are a big part of what they're doing moving forward, but also they're a big part of what we are doing moving forward. Okay, so if you're an aspiring player from Belmont or Old Mission, you know, there's there's a linkage there to your local MLR team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we want all the players that end up playing for us to be sipped to a local club, you know, so we want them to have an allegiance to a club and I think that's very, very important to stay connected to the roots of, you know, what's been engaged and involved here in San Diego for so long, you know. Um, I had the, you know, the, the fortunate opportunity to play for both Armback and Belmont, um, you know, and so, you know, both of those clubs have incredible heritage and tradition in this community as, as well as, you know, a club like the old Aztecs, you know, and I think those are they will ultimately played a, a very significant role in, in where we are as a rugby community today, you know, um, and, and we can't forget that, and that needs to be a part of our story. Now, your role in the development of the game at underage level in San Diego is well documented. Success of any club, you know, you look at the Leinster rugby model, it comes down to a, a really strong academy. What's, yep. your, what's your vision for a kind of a strong academy for SD Legion? Well, so I ultimately started an academy a couple of years ago called mm. the Institute of Rugby, um, and that's something that's in place and, and continues to be in place. And you know, we will, in essence, create a linkage between San Diego Legion and the Institute of Rugby um, to, to build out the academy model. You know, now the Institute of Rugby is not a finished model, uh, but with San Diego Legion on top of that, I think you know we can create a a very robust, but I think uh, somewhat of a blueprint of a long-term athlete development program, um, but also a pathway that uh, can be showcased, you know, to the rest of the country uh, uh, is definitely part of, you know, our plan and sort of uh, build out. It seems like a really natural fit as well. I was going to ask you that about the Institute. I mean, you've, you've, you've built up a very strong infrastructure there already. I, I figured, would you continue that with SD Legion? So I'm glad, I'm glad that's actually going to be the future partnership in place. Yeah, look, I mean, at the end of the day for us, we, we want to create a home for a lot of the high school kids that graduated out of this community to come back to, you know, and, you know, we, again, are very fortunate. We, we've got a very strong rugby community and we want to make sure that, you know, we, we create that connectivity, but at the same time, you know, build off of that, you know, and make sure that the resource we're putting at the top, we're also putting at the bottom. Uh, because every, every new rugby player is a new fan to San Diego Legion, but also every new rugby player could be the next, you know, ex-player you know in the san diego legion team and, and that's the way we've got to uh, approach it um but but it needs to be part of you know the overall understanding of what we're trying to achieve here and it can't be just sort of piecemealed you know at some point later on because we have to yeah absolutely uh, tomorrow tomorrow immediate matters you've got a very important weekend i mean obviously this weekend now on the 13th 14th you're, you're holding the uh, combine um, where is that going to be held matt 
so we will be um, holding the field session at the Army Navy Academy and then um, our gym session, classroom session and kind of overall headquarters uh, for the year, but also, um, you know, for this weekend on Sunday, we'll be at Exos uh, Human Performance, which is also where the, uh, the Institute of Rugby is based. Okay, so the, the, the rumours going around about playing where the old pro team is playing, Torero Stadium, is that, that's not happening this year? Uh, well, that's not where we're training, but it possibly could be where we play. <laughs> I tell you, you there's a role in politics for you, Matt. <laughs> no, 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 I'm good. I'm, there's enough people in politics in this country, eh? <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, very good. No, and and what are you looking for for this weekend? What's what's the uh, what's on the agenda? I think you know. Uh, first and foremost, we, we've got a, a fantastic group of coaches that we've had together for probably about the last eight months now. Mm. Um, so just getting them in, and you know, some of them are based here, some of them are based overseas. So getting them in, you know, to get a first look at the talent, but also, you know, for us to really sort of, you know, initiate our, you know, first first steps into the to everything that we're doing. You know, a lot of what we've done up up to this point has been a lot more business related. You know, obviously there has been some recruitment and player signing. But, you know, that first time we get onto the field and the first time we, we get to get in and, and work the ground, you know, with uh, some of the players is, is an exciting time, you know. And I think it's also our first opportunity to sort of really engage with the community players and, you know, set expectations for them and, and let them know ultimately what this process is going to look like, uh, where their opportunities are and, and how, we, how we hope to sort of, you know, grow this whole thing together. So, uh, you know, we just... We want to create the, the excitement for the San Diego Legion and, and get people sort of aware because we will be uh, kicking off the following week with our, our first sort of week of training. So, okay, so not this weekend, but the weekend, but say the uh, week starting the 15th, you're, you're hoping to get your, 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 your squad together. Yeah. 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 So we, we plan to start the 21st, um, which is a Sunday. Okay. Um, get a couple of guys in uh, before, you know, some of them have to disappear for uh, the ARC um, mm. build up. So, um, Matt, what do we know about uh, what? What can you tell us, if, if anything, about uh, the current uh, coaching ticket at SD Legion? Uh, at this point, I, I've got to keep it pretty close to the chest. But what I would say is the way that we've approached it is we we sort of uh, we took a lot of time um, with the group that we've had. As I said, uh, you know, we've had the group together for about eight nine months now. Is really looked at um, so the professional structures that exist, you know, around the world, both internationally and professionally, um, as far as you know how an organisation structured from you know sort of your director of rugby, high performance manager, head coaches, you know the different specialists, and, mm-hmm. and sort of really built out um, what we believe C- San Diego Legion will look like, you know, five years from now. Um, and then you know sort of work backwards and said, okay, well, where do we absolutely need to start? You know, when do we start year one? What does season one look like? What does season two look like? Because obviously there's there's quite a, you know, quick turnaround from season one to season two. Um, and then ultimately, how does it continue to build out? You know, and, and, and that's where we are at this point And that's what we've really done. Um, and so I'm pretty excited. I mean, we, I think we've got an incredibly knowledgeable group of, of coaches. Um, and some of them that have been, uh, you know, players in their own right um, at significant level so um it's exciting so you talked about there about that whole infrastructure you know supporting the group of players director rugby the head physiotherapist whatnot you're are we hearing that you know you're going to have these guys in place for say the first game against seattle or that's kind of something that you're hoping to build upon for year two year two year three well, so, so all of those guys ultimately will be engaged, um, in season one. But like, for example, you know, one or two of them, they are ultimately serving a, 
serving roles elsewhere currently mm -hmm. um, and will be joining us season two, season three, but will be coming out, you know, periodically through season one, um, but have been a major part of building the foundation and ultimately the infrastructure of what we are putting in place. So everyone's engaged, but to the point where everyone's on the ground day to day, that's something that we're building to. Okay, okay. And I suppose, um, can I make the assumption, Matt, that you'll be involved in the coaching ticket one way or the other? Uh, I mean, the goal is to support the coaching staff year one, yes. Um, but, you know, definitely um, move towards more of the administrative piece um, year one. Uh, and then year two, sort of completely do that and, and sort of work a lot with coordinating sort of our top end and then our bottom end, the academy, and making sure that we're aligning both of those, you know? Uh, okay, kind of like the role of, uh, I suppose, kind of like the role of a pseudo kind of general manager. Yes, yes. So, like, my official title is general manager and president of mm -hmm. San Diego Legion. Um, and so, you know, as I said, sort of year one, because of how truncated it is, you know, I, I, I'm going to be on the sideline helping from a coaching perspective. But moving forward, you know, we've got some incredibly capable coaches. And so I'll be supporting them. Uh, but also creating more of the link, you know, like I still hope to do a lot of what I do currently, which is go out and work with, you know, U10 teams, U12 teams, high school teams, you know, and work with those coaches and continue to sort of build out, um, you know, the rugby knowledge and IQ and base that we've got in our community. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, thanks for sharing that information. I'm sure, like, like I said, everybody's really excited about what's happening in San Diego and I think everybody's just biting at the chomp to kind of get a bit of information yeah, look, I think the biggest thing that I, I would sort of ask people to sort of understand and, and take on board is that, you know, this is something that's been built out and, you know, we've had a group together for, for a significant, you know, length of time and there's been a lot of planning, uh, a lot of work that's gone into making sure that, you know, we can ultimately build ourselves up for season two, but, you know, are as successful and are as dominant in, you know, season one as well in season 10, you know, yeah. and, and that's, a, that's a process and that's something that, you know, from our side of things, you know, we've been very, very conscious and focused on, you know, uh, and that's ultimately how we built it out. And I think, as I said, we're really excited about it. And I mean, there's, there's, there's no one that's more excited about sharing the details than me. Uh, but at the same time, I understand there's a time and a place and yes. there's a process and, and we're just trying to stick to that and make sure we do it the right way. Do you think we'll get to see maybe a preseason game of the Legion prior to so, we, we, we will be playing two preseason games. Uh, at this point, I can't tell you who they are okay. and uh, where and when, but, but we do have them in place um, and we will be playing them. So we will be playing um, two preseason games before our first uh, game, April 21. Okay, and player announcement again. I, I'm not expecting names, but are we expecting the next? One so or two? I, I hope to make the first announcement uh, later this week, um, and then in essence, there'll pretty much be announcements, uh, you know, sort of pretty steady from here on out, you know, up until that first uh, game. Huge success there over the weekend down in Houston. Um, I don't know how yes. much you got to hear the uh, commentary on uh, by Grant Cole there, but um, just from the comments online, from the articles, um, what have you what have you made so far of like the, the general pickup? I mean, it was a record crowd of five thousand people. Yeah, look, I think as I said, I think the Sabercats have done a fantastic job, and and what they put together over the weekend, you know, as I mentioned earlier, it's, it's really put a, a lot of the other teams on notice, right? It, this is this is happening, right? And and this is in place. And you know, as I said, they did a fantastic job. And, and I think um, the way that they've integrated themselves into the community, but also created relevance to themselves in that community, and um, in essence, really, you know, sort of they've entrenched themselves, right? They're a sports team 
in, in a sports-hungry environment, you know, and, and I think that showed um, this weekend. And, uh, and I, you know, from my side, of things, just, just I was really excited when I saw it, right? Um, because like anything, you just never know. Um, and I think when we saw that, I think everyone was really, really excited. And I think it's a, it's a fantastic thing. So I'm looking forward to our first game and our first opportunity to show off, you know, San Diego Legion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they certainly did, as you put it, quite rightly entrenched themselves in their sporting community quite well. One of the questions that was kind of branded about um, to all of the yep. coaches was, what were the lessons learned from pro rugby? And it's not a question I want to, it's, it's definitely not a question I want to put to you because I think it's like, it's a question that's already been flogged a couple of times. But the question I want to ask you is, apart from pro rugby, and maybe not even rugby, what other, what other startup leagues do you think as, uh, has MLOR learned from? Well, I, I think I think the biggest thing to understand, right, is that you know, and I don't know how much you know about it, but you know, when I came out to this country oh, 16 years ago, right, there was a thing called the Super League, right, and and you know, the Super, Super League was a fantastic competition. I mean, at the heart of it, when when I was playing, uh, you know, there were eight teams in a West Conference, eight teams in an East Conference, and it was a, it was a fantastic thing. I mean, I, I never forget we played one of our that was a quarterfinal, semifinal games, you know, in Qualcomm Stadium, you know. Um, so, you know, it's, it's always kind of been around. Um, you know, I think the, the, the struggle has always just been to get the right group of people around the table to start having a conversation around, well, how, how do we take it from where it is to where it needs to be? You know, and, and I think um, based on timing and based on, you know, certain elements within the climate currently, you know, I think I think we've now reached that. And, and I think, um, you know, from the player pool um, to, you know, Ultimately, what we're doing is creating content, right? And, and the different content channels that now exist, um, you know, through the different mediums and ultimately the different platforms that you can view content. You know, I just think there's a lot of things that are in place right now that have provided the opportunity for us. Um, when you say yeah. where, when you say where, where it needs to be, are you referring to predominantly, like say, likes of a big backing from a TV television network? Yes. I wanted to ask you one last question, and it is rugby. Yep, it, is, it. it is rugby Pacific, and I guess um, you come from San Diego region. You know, great weather, playing in you know in lovely conditions. When time comes and you've got to travel to the likes of Utah, or in twenty nineteen, where you got to travel to the likes of Chicago Lions or New York or talks yep. of Ontario, from a coaching perspective. It, 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 that's that's quite a challenge. I mean, how do you get the message across to your players that one weekend we might have to play ten man rugby, just truck up middle and clear our lines, while the next weekend, you know, we can we can throw the pill around a bit. I mean, from a coaching perspective, that's going to be very much a, a challenge, I'd imagine. Well, yes, absolutely. I think it is a challenge, but I think like anything, you know, in professional sports, is there's you know, certain elements as a coach that we can control and there's certain elements we can't, right? And, and what we've got to do is we've got to try and put in a, a plan in place, right, from a coaching perspective, but then also from a player recruitment perspective to make sure that we are in a position to take advantage of anything that we come up against, you know? Um, and, and I think, you know, that's that's the really unique thing about us being here in, in the States is that, yeah, you know, we could play a game on Saturday, you know, in 75-degree weather, uh, here in San Diego and the following week we could be in snow you know in Glendale I mean that's that's the reality of it you know now am I going to say I, I would enjoy to play in snow no I'm not but at the same time it, it is a reality you know so for us you know we've got to make sure that you know f 
for a large part, our, our players are willing to adapt and, and, and take on any condition that's in front of them, but also understand that, you know, we as coaches have got to equip them from a rugby IQ standpoint and a strategy standpoint to be able to take advantage of, you know, if it is hot and dry or if it's wet and cold, you know, um, and, and that's, that's our job to do that and, and make sure that that's put in place. And I think, you know, um, like anything, you know, being on the seventh circuit, doing all the traveling that you do, you find yourself in very, very different environments and, you know, even jet lag and simple things like that, those are all going to play a role, you know, mm. at the end of the day. And, you know, we as a coaching staff, we've just got to make sure that first yeah. and foremost, we're putting our players in a position to be successful. And if we do that, I, I think we'll be fine. Last question for you, and it's a bit of a fun question. There was a recent poll there of the all the kit that X-Blades did. Yes. And hats off. When I, when I heard about X-Blades, I, I, I had known about their involvement with London Irish and Gloucester. And it's, yep. it, it, it's very much an American model where you have one sporting apparel company make the kit for all of the teams. Nike and NFL, Reebok and NHL, Adidas for... Yeah. Adidas in New Zealand, right? You, right, right. What I wanted to ask you was how much were the clubs involved in the design in the designs? Because it was really refreshing to see that it wasn't just a cookie cutter template. All of these designs were really innovative and, and known more so than the San Diego one, which was, you know, it's a stunning looking jersey. Uh, for, from my point, and look, I don't know every team in and out, but from my understanding of the process, every single team played a significant significant role right it was it was a, a process of where you know x-rays was fantastic in how they approached it but they really worked with the team to say you know put in place or showcase for us something that you really like or what you're trying to achieve and then let's work together to you know to create the finished design you know um and that's you know so from my understanding every every team had a significant role in designing their jersey yeah, it's and hats off to all those involved in experts because they were phenomenal. I think I think I'm right in saying that you guys narrowly missed out in top spot. I think Glendale might have won the jersey, but uh, listen, I voted for you guys anyway. And that- yeah, we we're very happy with what we've got, and as I said, we we're very very excited to wear it for the first time and and be on our home field and show it off, you know, with the fans. Yeah. So um, yeah, uh, very 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 happy with where we are. Matt, thanks very much for uh, talking to me on uh, Counter Rook Pod. Absolutely, and uh, I look forward to talking more and definitely more about the success for the MLR and hopefully the San Diego Legion team. Appreciate your time. Yeah, so there you have it. He was uh, given a little bit of information away. Of course, he was keeping a lot of cards close to his chest, but I think you can kind of get from that interview that he actually will have some players that will be on the US Eagles team or even the Canadian team. If you remember him saying he's got players that will be released back towards the to play in the ARC. So, you know, that leads me to believe that he's got some guys that are going to be on the Eagles squad. Uh, in relation to even some of the um, games, he did mention that prior to his first game against, I think it's Seattle in 21st of uh, April, they will have two preseason games which they will announce who they're playing um, along with the player recruitment. He did mention that in relation to the player recruitment, they are going to be announcing something at the end of the week here. Um, it's kind of, It was kind of cool knowing that while all of the craziness of El Malore is going on, Matt's still going to be kind of involved with like, you know, coaching the under 10s, the under 12s, the under 14s in the area. I mean, he's very much, you know, invested into the youth of the game. And yeah, I think that's where uh, the whole relationship between the Institute of Rugby and the academy comes into play there. You know, in relation to the 
we're gonna play it looks like they are gonna be at usd terrero stadium he didn't really confirm it but you can kind of get the sense that they will be there but they will be i suppose training at the institute of rugby in exos uh, in exos uh, field um that's pretty much it guys uh, we did get a twitter question sent in to me from uh, peter reedy and he goes it's great to have a professional rugby um it's great to have professional rugby in sd again are they going to play in usd i think i think they are peter uh when are we going to hear more from them on social media signs i think this week i think this week we're going to see a lot of announcements especially after the combine um so yeah guys that's pretty much it um please like and subscribe to podcast on either itunes or either on uh, soundcloud if you have any questions or comments that you want to be discussed you know you know where to find me you can always email me at killian uh, or at counterrockpod at gmail.com i was about to give you my private email there or of course you can follow me and uh, write me on twitter at kegs okay guys listen um best luck to all those taking place uh, taking part in the uh, san diego combine this weekend and have a good weekend